Who wants to do the recap? Oh, God. I can do the recap if you want. Yeah, you can. We yeah, that's, that'd be nice. Uh, all I remember is one twin died. I can never remember if it was George Wynn or the other one. Jelkus. <laughs> Jelkus. Yeah. Okay. But one of them died. So j- just since it's been such a long time. I've got something um, about the worst Bostonian accent ever. <laughs> Killed the hitman. Wait, what? Worst Bostonian accent ever? Yep, because you had me read that letter. And I had like 30 seconds to try to get a Bostonian accent because gotcha. you made my region Bostonian. It was not good. That's funny. I don't recall that, but I just listened to the episode too, like a day ago. Yeah. Since I have the raw audio, I can do that. Um, there we go. One of the twins are also gone. Joycey? Joycey. George Fring yeah. got cut that down one. in the peak of battle. I'm good at writing down names correctly. So just to even like back up just a little bit from there. Um, so we came to Ragoon. We had gotten into a little bit of kerfuffle in a pumpkin patch. Came back from the pumpkin patch. Uh, story nearly died. In that kerfuffle in the pumpkin patch. And then people judged my trauma response. And then we kind of got mixed up in this weird sheriff situation in Ragoon. And there's these group of toughs in green livery that had kind of taken over the town. And it turns out that they're not actually the sheriff and his men. They're imposters sent from somebody apparently in the capital. And there was a long, drawn-out battle at the sheriff's office where they kind of decimated these guards. Oh, yeah. And the bad sheriff, like the fake sheriff, freed the good sheriff, healed up, bought some shit, um, and then fought an assassin. Then, like, the next day they were going to try to jet. And then all hell broke loose <clears throat> in Ragoon. Um, excuse me. Quill did such a bad job bluffing that a man lost his life. Now, why was that situation set up, though? Yeah. Or was that just a coincidence? It was just a coincidence. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how Bacon got on into that yard or how those dogs. Why you needed to go to that yard. I don't know. Go there. Why why Quill needed to lie. A a small side quest. For no apparent reason. Um, Story happened across a mansion may have gotten into a minor situation that Zigrit and Quills decided they needed to interfere with. That mansion jumped out at her. That's right. Right in front of her. Right in front of her. And then Zigrit and Quill tried to help. Tried. Tried. Being the keyword there. Things did not go super well. Uh, a man died horribly. Quill, probably with the best bluff check I've ever seen, 
That's sarcasm. Yeah, I rolled a six. When we... <laughs> I don't remember the name of the twin that died, but I remember the number, like, the number on the die I rolled, but I failed miserably. But legitimately, probably one of the best bad bluff checks role-played out. Oh, yeah. That I've seen in a long-ass time. Like, I, that was I, great. I work with what I'm given. Big dogs. Big dogs. <laughs> we sell big dogs. And we cannot lie. Well. And then, again, went back to the underground, I believe. Uh, briefly. Because you guys have the wagon already? We no? had the wagon. We basically stopped in. Story dropped off a note saying, hey, we're going. I'll pay you when I can for mysterious item. And we left. And literally, as they were trying to leave town, the city started on fire. A huge battle broke out. And now we know that it was this replacement sheriff's men attacking the town in retribution of some sort, apparently. A lot of collateral damage. Our good friend, our little gnome, came in on a giant mech, ripped up a couple buildings, still never got the one arm working on it. He's a sociopath. <laughs> He's an amazing man, you shut your mouth. He's a tinker, that's all he, he is. He built a giant death machine. <laughs> He's a yeah, man of science. What man of science doesn't play with the science? I mean, fair point, fair point. But again, let's roll, let's roll back to how that science took place. Death machine. <laughs> Giant death, death machine. machine. Among other things. Yeah. Horrifying, delightful things. Well, you know, a climatologist is perfectly reasonable and, and you know, dabbling in weather science is fine until the point at which, you know, you make a weather control device and start firing lightning bolts at people randomly. So you're saying if you're not a climatologist, you should not practice your science for fun? <laughs> no, I'm saying that there's a level where dabbling in the science goes too far. To say, are you calling him like a Frankenstein? style person or what? The Frankenstein there was no point at which Frankenstein dabbling in the science wasn't bad. It his level of <laughs> science went immediately from zero, I'm trying to be a doctor, to dig up bodies. <laughs> there was no in between. Okay, that's a fair comment, Frankenstein. I guess. Frankenstein. 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 Okay. So and then in this battle Things kept falling apart. Like every time they'd knock someone down, a new opponent would pop up. Eventually, a really tall, fur cloaked man of some sort in a horned helm appeared out of the shadows. And just started decimating people. And that one in particular took out Jorsrin. He actually did quite a bit of damage, too. It's true. Like, I was going through, like, just looking at things. I was... I was happy with it. 
Um, I don't know if you guys were, but I mean, all of us are alive. Minus... Most of us, <laughs> most of us are alive. Minus your friend. Um, I was gonna say, let's just forget about that one. Yeah, it's fine. Seems like a fair boss fight to me. Walking then... away better from this one than I did from the freaking. Uh, the scarecrow pumpkin? yeah scarecrow <laughs> yeah yeah that's legit my thing is missing okay that's cool there we go that's better think of Let's what life see. will be like when i can cast haste on you i'm so excited and uh now that Anne has learned how to actually uh do her hit points in the app it's almost like you're a real tank <laughs> yeah uh, i did it correctly this last time so i uh i i actually rolled something nice <gasps> just checking my notes here to make sure i didn't miss anything on that i think that pretty much covers it uh and then yeah yaladu was sent off to go mop up the remaining enemy forces along with the shadow spawn and we climbed in the wagon and just quill uh quill was quill was done quill's done cigarette too he kind of started all... done yeah 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 and then um the other notable statement that was made right at the end of it was that pater is noticeably absent the real sheriff was noticeably absent, but his forces were engaged. Uh, it's one might say it's because we didn't kill that assassin, and the assassin murdered Pater. Well, I mean, you don't know that. Don't educated guess. <laughs> so, anyhow, as we open, we're basically picking up where we left off. Um. After this horrific battle, which is still raging around you guys, you're in this wagon. Zigrit, I believe, was at the reins. Mm -hmm. Or did, yeah, I think it was Zigrit was still at the reins. Story was right next to him, picking off people with a crossbow left and right. I believe the uh, shot to the head of every bad guy that comes across was the statement made. Yep. And Quill is. Curled up, reconsidering his life with a donkey in the back of the wagon. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Okay. The wagon continues to click clack down the street. And Zigrit, the last words out of his mouth last episode was something along the long sides of, I'm, I'm just beat. He slowly starts to slump forward into stories just on top of Story's feet and then piles up. The wagon starts to slow down a little bit and veer off to the side as our Fred the horse doesn't really get a lot of guidance from his unconscious handler. 
Well, I mean, story would take over. And I'm assuming just continue right back. As long as he's breathing? Yes. Go ahead, do a heal check. (laughs) Sorry, Mark, your character died. (laughs) (laughs) We We just killed you. Well, a 17's not bad. I think I can stop this bleeding by putting this knife into the wound. Call me crazy. <laughs> but 17. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it appears that he has just reached his limit. He's burned out. He's exhausted. And he's just pushed past it. And now he's just out. Out cold. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Both of you, please. 18. 18, okay. Uh, I got a seven. (laughs) A seven, okay. John, in the throes of rethinking your life, Quill is just snuggling head smasher. Quill's pretty burnt out himself. Quill's probably already unconscious. He's got that warm donkey body covered in blood and brains and gristle. Just snuggled right in. Story, however, you, as you're checking over Ziggurat, his eyes do seem to be fluttering around quite a bit. And you do just have a little bit of a sense of chill off of his scales, but it doesn't seem like he's sick or anything. It just may be a side effect of expending this much magic. You're not really sure. But. He does seem stable, just exhausted. It's going to be a conversation about who gets to fall asleep when somebody's doing headshots off the side of the damn cart. Okay. I feel like there's going to be a number of very firm conversations that are going to occur between Story and Quill and Ziggurat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. As you progress through town, for the most part, it seems like just about all of these small picketed battles now, they, they're they very wrapped up in themselves. Like, they're not really paying you a whole lot of attention to a bloody, beat-up wagon with an unconscious person of some sort in the front, a kenku with a crossbow propped in her lap. And a weird bloody donkey in the back end of it. It's just, there's just too much going on. They've seen a giant mech walk through town. They've seen, this is the least of their worries right now. That's trauma for later. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. It's therapist trauma. That's not deal with now trauma. That's therapy trauma. Exactly, exactly. You eventually head back up to where the underground is. The warehouse seems like it's been burnt a little bit on the outside. There's score from smoke. You can see some bodies lying around. You don't recognize any of them, but it's seen some action here as well, but it is significantly quieter here than it was back there. 
As you get closer to the doorway to the underground, where normally it is shut tight, it is slightly ajar, and you do see one leather-covered booted foot sticking through the doorway. Uh, Story, I'll, I'll be back. Can I... I just go go to sleep. She looks for uh uh Rava. Okay. Lizard lizard's still out. Okay. Just chilling. Just chilling. Okay. Okay. Uh story will sign at Rava to be quiet because there's something at the door and she will stop the horse and go up and see who it is carefully okay give me a stealth roll why do I even bother with those you're so good at those now. Uh, say 17 <laughs> okay though those are my level 6 because I moved it to the level 6 to figure out it's fine okay yeah for, for it's not going to change anything for this one. That's as rolling you, a six, by the way. Okay, as you approach the door, you recognize that dwarf-like, one-eyed creature that greeted you before. Mm-hmm. And he has a gaping wound in his neck, and it is very obvious that he's dead. Um, she will go back and sign at Rava that the door guard is dead and we should probably be very careful going into the underground. And we'll see if if Quill will ask the donkey to guard Ziggurat while we check it out. Head Smasher, I know you have some issues with our companion Ziggurat, but if uh, for the moment you can look past them, I, I would be very happy to just keep an eye on him while we check this out. Head Smasher tosses his head a little bit, and looks down at Ziggurat, and you just hear a clump clump. No, don't. No need to smash. Just pass this time. Story signs. If somebody comes and tries to hurt him, then smash. Yes, yes, smash. If they seem unfriendly, and I understand that that's hard to tell with a lot of people, but if they come at you aggressively, smash. Head smasher puts his head down, nuzzles you a little bit, then plops down like a big dog right in front of Ziggurat. Tomorrow morning, hopefully, I can find you a bushel of carrots among this whatever is left of the town. See Head Smasher's ears perk up just a little bit? Okay, well, let's do this. Uh, Story will grab, grab Rava and put him, like, on her shoulder. Like in the fur, but looking out, or in the 
or feathers looking out. And we'll stealth ahead. Okay. So, as you go through the doorway and step over uh, the dwarf's body, you recall that in the past when you've come through this doorway, it's been this long, winding corridor that goes at a very gradual, low angle. It's not always as appeared like it's gone the same direction when you've come in, but it's always been that same kind of long, weirdly larger on the inside than the outside type of situation. This time, though, every few steps, you can feel these little prickles on your feathers and fur. And Quill, you can go ahead and give me an arcana check. 15. You're thinking that these are obviously some sort of wards put in place that are picking up on whether or not you are able to use magic. But they're maybe starting to break down a little bit because they don't seem like they've either recently activated or whoever put them in place, whatever power source they had is, is starting to wane. And it is also very very dark so obviously we i don't think either you don't have yeah you don't have dark vision and rava has thermal yeah thermal did we decide that yeah or no yeah okay okay so the corridor itself is cold you're not seeing any warm bodies up ahead with rava and as you continue on you find more people who have clearly seen some action not with the living anymore. You eventually make it into that larger work area where you saw a lot of magic users plying their craft, the section off to the side with the scrolls and the books, all the alchemical agents, And you do see some survivors, finally. You don't see Trisha as she appears to be out and about. But she was behind us. Yeah, she was at the bell. Yep. Um, You do see our good other Dragonborn uh, helping tend to the wounded, however. But he's very preoccupied. Yeah, that story just stands up and walks over to Nikau. Nikau. Took me a second, too. It's been months. It's been... Yeah. A while. Three and a half, almost four months. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Glad you're with us. Right? And she'll... I I mean, she'll wave and bring out her notebook that has a little bit of of blood on it and and ask uh, how how they can help. She assumes with with Rava, Quill is 
behind and also coming up. Yeah, Quill is slowly making his way in. Nikal looks over Story and then over Story's shoulder at Quill. Neither one of you look like you're in the best of shape yourself. Um, him, um, I don't know really how much healing either of you are able to do, but if you're not able to, honestly, just get yourself right. You're welcome to the room we had you in. Um, if there's any minus supplies we can give out we've got some supplies we just not a lot of people to use them though not uh, magically trained in it i am trained in some semblance of the healing arts if you're well enough i will gladly take your help um, I think Mark had the list of things that we acquired. Yes. From this most recent battle? I uh-huh. believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a a list here. Oh, you also have a list? Fantastic. Simply of the items from this battle right now. Yep. I, I mean, I've got more, but... Uh, yeah, no, but just the stuff that we picked up and put in the cart. Were there any healing stuff? Any... Uh, not from this most recent battle. Okay. There being no danger, Quill snaps his fingers a couple of times and brings Rava back to nestle amongst his ears. And I guess gets to work helping triage these patients. Uh, Story will go around with Maud's endless flask. And give them water because she's scared to touch. <laughs> she brings over <laughs> death. <laughs> okay. Drowns three of them. No. Yeah. Um, okay. No, that's perfect. Just keep drinking. It's perfectly it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, at some point, uh, she would go to Nikau and write a note going, Ziggurat's outside. I can't lift him. Are there, like, inside with Ziggurat's unconscious body? Perfect. I was wondering when we were going to get to him. Um, <laughs> it's an afterthought. We're going to heal everyone else. We're going to leave our, our group party member in the wagon. <laughs> with the donkey. True. So. All right. Uh, yep, yeah, right. Um, we'll get him in here. Is, is, he, is he okay? Yeah, just sleeping. Sleeping in the wagon in Skull a Crusher. He's fine. battle. Okay. 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 Yep. And he grabs someone and they head out. You see him carrying Ziggurat in with a very grumpy looking Skull Crusher right behind. And then, of course, somebody you assume is taking care of Fred the horse as well. All right, can you give me another heal check, John? Medicine, medicine. 23. 
Beautiful. You managed to stabilize a significant number of the patients that you help out. Nobody dies at your hand. And they're all <laughs> well saying hydrated. Something. Now, story. <laughs> can, can you do like a dexterity check for me? Just to make sure we don't drown someone with this unending flask? That would be a 14 for just dex. I mean, I could do some flips and stuff and see that. <laughs> no, so so you you managed. Uh, I mean, you don't actually drown anyone, but uh, you you managed not to do any harm while you're there. You you're easing people. You're helping with their discomfort. I I would also like general gopher stuff like that. She knows she's not useful in this situation, except for she can go get stuff. Yep. Exactly. Okay, and then as the night turns into morning, eventually it becomes clear that you probably just need to go lay down and rest. Ziggurat's still out of it. You haven't seen Yaladu yet. You haven't seen Trisha. But people are kind of still trickling in, getting bandaged up, helped out. And some of them are leaving, assuming for the remains of what their homes are. I'm assuming you guys would go rest eventually. Yeah. As, you know, as if the stories coming in are that our side is winning, then yes. Okay. Even as you get to the underground, the closer you get, it seems like the battle's kind of like tapering down a little bit. But now you're not seeing as many grievously injured people. It seems like things are getting cleaned up a little bit. You're not hearing these massive screams and explosions outside. You don't hear Yaladu screaming obscenities. Even though who knows where he's at with that mm -hmm. mech. And instead of like that fresh burnt smell, it's turning into kind of that stale ash smell hanging in the air. And as far as you know from the reports from the people that you're talking with, it seems like it's safe for now. Um, would you guys do a full rest or just bare minimum? I think a full rest. As much as we could, well, as much as stories could get. And uh, she would glare at her friend and make sure he's sleeping too. The one that doesn't like to take mm -hmm. rests when he should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I got hit dice. Okay. Everything's fine. I got a whole mm. new hit dice. Oh, I got a whole new hit dice. It's fun. Uh, no, yeah. Quill would like after treating a decent number of patients, Quill would just go rest probably get into that room and then just collapse 
on a bedroll and then spend 10 minutes on the floor summoning the unseen servant to actually get his bedroll. Story would go get uh, the horse and skull crusher and bring them into the room. I love that. It's like total like post war zone, just randomly a donkey and a horse walking through like this at one point, really nice, well-groomed room. And there's just bodies everywhere. Yeah. As you drift into slumber, Quill has this odd, lucid dream about his spell book. And it's almost as you're floating above your body, looking through Rava's eyes. And you slip back onto the bed, and out of your pack slips your spell book and another handwritten note slips out of it. Quilla reaches down, picks it up, looks it over. Does he uh, recognize the handwriting? He does. It is his mentor. The same handwriting on the previous slip that was found with a notation of a spell. Well, uh, since he spent those two weeks kind of figuring out how to put this together, takes out just components. And since this is, this is not like, this is a dream, just has all the components that he needs and starts tapping away at this spell book's panel of it, putting those indentations in. Almost like he's methodically working on a piece of art until the entire page is copied into the spell book and puts these tools away and brushes off the loose bits of metal that's left over takes out probably these little like brass indicators that you can clip on to the side of the panel and just puts one on and delicately makes a symbol on it and then closes the spell book back up and methodically one last time kind of brushes a finger across the page and then lights it on fire and then as that fire starts to spread, you just feel yourself sucked back in to your body and your dream ends. Story. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Story also slips into this deep, deep slumber. Story has these kind of flashbacks from different encounters in the past of things that grandma had sent her on before leaving. And some of the 
less exciting things that she's had to do for the family. And reflecting on some of that, some of these like not necessarily super proud moments, but these necessary moments. She flashes back to a moment with grandma's actual son. Has always been kind of that dick figure in Story's life. And this looming look of just irritation that Story's even there. And then with that image of this kind of grumpy, late middle-aged face, Story wakes up. Things are pretty quiet. That burnt smell is still a little bit in the air. Less fresh blood smell. A lot more clean, like almost antiseptic kind of smell. Fresh herbs. Maybe some fresh tea going too. Why not? A little bit of that fantasy bleach. That's right. Okay. So we've had a full rest now? You've both had a full rest. Long rest. Zigrit is lying out on this plush couch next to you. Still asleep. He looks a little different somehow. You're not entirely sure how, but just a little bit different. Is there anything you guys need to do at the underground right now? Story to go check in after checking that uh, Ziggurat's still sleeping. Okay. She'd go check in with, she'd go find people and help with cleanup and find breakfast. And So Story, as you leave this room... You finally see Trisha. Her leather bandolier is almost completely empty of these little jars. She has a bandage in her arms in a sling. She looks absolutely exhausted. She looks like she has not slept at all since the last time you saw her, but she's still tending the wounded. You know, Bags under her eyes. She's filthy. Hands, or the the one hand you can see is clean. Clothes are soaked in blood. But she's still making the rounds, tending to the really most needy of the injured. She kind of glances up at you and she goes, uh, Story, story. Hi, hi. Hi. Story writes down real quick. Shit with healing, great with gophering. <laughs> um, um, uh, tea. Can you give me some tea? Great. Story takes on the most important mission of her life. <laughs> tea. As you are looking for the tea, 
you see a large piece of the mech that Yaladu was in, and it is heavily damaged. You don't see Yaladu, just this mangled, burnt up piece of mech sitting in his workshop. She does like the like drive by on her way to to the tea to see if he's there. But somebody's healing. And if he's gone, he's gone. The the, the battle's not done. Okay. So that uh, uh, she 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 does the who maybe? Uh but she's gotta go get tea to the healer who's healing all the people who are hurt. Okay. Quill, what are you doing while she's looking for tea? Quill kind of stumbles awake in this, this I guess, post epiphany moment. I I need components or something. Rifles through his bag looking for something that he knows isn't really there and pulls all these bits and bobs out. Probably deep, deep in the recesses of his backpack. Finds something he never really thought he would hang on to. There's uh probably this just loose chain with face like a, an amulet of sort. The paw of the Tabaxi Lord. The deity that the Tabaxis follow and scrambling and putting all of this stuff in his, his bag. When he first left, thought, well, why not? It's mine. Put it in there. But never really was a faithful cat to uh, the Tabaxi Lord at all. Holds it in his hand for a very long time. Sets it back in the bag and starts putting everything back delicately. Wondering what he needs to keep and what he should give away. And he stops on the signet ring. Remembering what a story had told him. And he leaves it out as he puts away the rest of these objects. Walks out into the common area. As Rava point out where... Probably, probably story is and goes over. Okay. And story, I would imagine at this point, probably would have found tea. I would hope so. Yeah. On her way back to Trisha, again, looking very worse for wear. And Trisha just chugs that damn thing. Ah, um, thank you. I really, really needed that. Quill, Quill, 
How are you? I've been better. Overall. How are things? Um, I mean, there's dead people. There's live people. I'm trying to make them lean more one way than the other with mixed success. You can't tell. But, I mean, it's as good as can be considering, you know, they tried to massacre us. The stability of the town? How are people? In shock. I think that's the easiest way every single person so far is just still in shock. We thought as once the sheriff's men were out of the sheriff's office, we thought that would be the end of it. But I suppose we probably should have known better. But it it this is where we are. It's it's better this than with them just doing whatever they wanted and demanding money. Yes, that's true. And, I mean, uh, we saw the assassin last night, but he was locked up in the sheriff's office with Peter. Where's, where's Peter at? She looks down a little bit. Um, somehow, there was a fire that started at the sheriff, at Peter's office. We found a charred corpse. And clearly, the assassin got out. We assume the corpse was Pater's, but it was burnt beyond recognition. Story writes down real quick. Well, the assassin is no longer a problem. A little late, sorry. (laughs) I, I suppose then at least... If that was Pater, and I can only assume that it was, then he's at least been avenged. Now, leadership, then we sit in a void. I can hope. I haven't seen anyone other than Nikau since last night. Um... A part of that monstrosity came back, but I imagine that our fearless leader is somewhere stomping around with the rest of it. I hope. Hopefully, he would at least be able to take charge because I won't be able to manage all of this and keep people alive. Fair point. Is there anybody else in town that you could think to step into the mantle that, well, not to say that there wasn't any leadership in this town, but anyone willing or capable of serving? The sheriff's men routed most of them or killed them. If... You could help 
find that little beady-eyed gnome, that would really help out right now. I think we could accomplish that. Story gives a thumbs up. I can only assume he'll be easy to track, but last I saw, he was heading north from where I saw you at that crossroads last. Uh, so, Story will go get the, the, the donkey and the horse and start, because uh, they'll do the talking. Uh, and she'll get them ready out at the cart. Okay. Then quick, uh, kind of like a side thing. Last night, did the shadow spawn spell fizzle as if it had ended or did it fizzle like the shadow spawn had been destroyed because I had sent it off with Yaladu to help fight? It fizzled as though it had been destroyed. Okay. So, Quill will gather up everything he thinks he needs and, and head topside. Gonna start the search back at the crossroads where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Story will drive. So you. Okay. You make your way back. The streets are clearing up. It has definitely seemed like the townsfolk, the loyal forces to Pater and the underground have managed to come out on top. You're not seeing any of the liveried men, at least. And if they are hanging around, they're not wearing that green livery that you're used to. You get back to the crossroads and you see where he, the mech had smashed through the buildings where you battled that horned figure. And you see the bloody spot where Jorsrin fell. Why don't you do... And investigations for me. Eleven for Quill. Nine for Story. Fortunately, it's a big ass mech. Our tracker is so- sleeping. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, excuse me. What did Skull Crusher roll? Ha, that's a good point. Skullcrusher sniffs around a little bit in a circle and then just gives you this clueless look. But again, you can see kind of this path of destruction and these giant ass footprints leading north approximately where Trisha said. We'll follow the path of destruction. You do eventually come across Jelkus. Jelkus is leaning up against a wall in an alley. We put Jelkus in the in the cart. Okay. Can you do a heel check for Jelkus for me? 
Do we want a medicine one of us check? To, do we want one of us to take advantage? Well, I have a plus two. What do you have? A plus five. I help him. <laughs> I offer up water. Okay. And, and and the bird smile. Jelkis is covered in blood and ash. Um, the, the, it's very disoriented. Grabs the flask, takes a sip. Twenty. You do manage to patch up Jelkis a little bit. Stem some of the bleeding from some of the the less serious wounds. And then Jelkis starts wandering away. Jorsman? Jelkis. I I hate to bring this up, but Jorsman isn't isn't out here. That's 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 silly. I just I just heard her. You you were there. We all were there. That thing, that antlered thing. It it cut her down. You need rest. You need more healing than I can give you. Go lay in the cot. We can, uh, we can find her together. Jelkis looks still very disoriented. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe she went to get something to eat. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit. I'll sit. And just walks to the cart and sits I guess snuggling did you guys even clean up head smasher I assume head smasher there would just... have been a little bit of a brush down while okay. I was getting stuff ready a stinky ass bloody brain covered donkey yeah just none of us are looking traumatized good. <laughs> traumatized yeah. none of us are looking good yeah, oh, not a whole lot of healing and cleaning up. Like there was no, well, yeah, there's no. Yeah, he's fluffy and snuggles. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I hear that brain matter actually like mm-hmm. makes fur fluffier yeah. and softer. Yeah, yeah. Jelkis gets into the wagon, muttering to himself, following the path of destruction north again. Eventually, you come across a hulking heap of scrap metal laid out at the center of basically a crater. Like, it appears whatever went down went down big. Go investigate. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Story is gonna use all of her parkour abilities and go climb in and see what, what she can find. So, 
as story starts to clamber up this mech, you do see this small body lying amongst the scrap, unmoving. Go ahead and give me a perception check. I'd be at 10. Not entirely sure that it's breathing. So she she gives a panic whistle and, and dives in. Can you give me... Why don't you just give me a strength check? It's not going to be a tough one because he's little. I'm just a bird. 16. You managed to rest the body out of this wreckage and start hauling it back towards the wagon. Still warm. Not sure, though. Even now, if it's still breathing. Lots of panicked whistles. Quill will come over and check them out. Go ahead, give me that sweet medicine check. Whatever she can do to assist. Fourteen. Nice. Okay. Okay. So, Quill, you do manage to find a pulse. Okay. Do a little medicine-y, I don't know, rub his sternum, pump some air into his lungs manually. Didn't we invent CPR? I thought that was canon. <laughs> but if there's a pulse, you don't do it. Not- you invented CPR with a <laughs> dagger. There was a difference, and somebody died. <laughs> Quill, having assessed the like stuff in his pack, pulls out that scroll of cure light wounds that I have. Okay. And we'll cast it on him. Soon as you cast it, a lot of the minor stuff just fades away. Breathing stabilizes. Huge wad of bloody phlegm just gets coughed up. Falls back unconscious. Apparently alive and stable now, though. Story puts him in the cart. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get him into the cart. And they head back and uh, try to stop and grab people if they see them until the cart is full. And then Story will get out and walk alongside the cart leading the horse and put somebody else in. Okay. So. Start bringing him back. Trip goes uneventfully. Uh, you get back to the underground. Haul him down the long corridor. Get him back to Trisha. Oh, thank God. Looks at him. He is alive, right? Uh, he was having some trouble, but uh, I, I ended up using a scroll we had with us on him. Thank you. I know those are hard to come by. Thank you. Nico walks over. He goes, let me 
me see if I can give it just a little more. Pulls out his little stringed instruments, plucks a few strings. The melody drifts in and out. And suddenly the little gnome pops up. Holy shit! Hi. Where's my Mac? Several pieces about town. Sorry, he goes. <laughs> Did it die a good death? She signs. Seems like it. Well, at least it went the way it lived. Awesome. <laughs> I can rebuild it, make it faster, stronger. <laughs> yes, that's that's good. So, seeing how well you're alive and both of you are here, being an outsider, I don't have much authority here. Peter is gone or missing. I mean, he didn't really seem intent on maintaining his role uh, when we found him, anyways. And we kind of forced him back into it. Honestly, if we hadn't dragged him along that night, he would have ran and never looked back. Your town is without a leader. I can't fill it. Quill palms for this ring, this signet ring. I'm not from this country. I'm not from this town. But what I can do for you is at least step forward and provide a voice that uh, in this moment people can rally behind. And then beyond that, you too and the people that, though intent on segregating you away, because you are magic users, we'll have to figure it out. I know, Yaladu, that you would probably prefer to sit back and just tinker. Tasha, you definitely don't seem interested in that aspect of things. Trisha jolts up. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not in charge. So that, um, I'm going to try to gather people up, see if I can speak with them, see what they want to do. We are heading towards Bridgeton. You all here, you've been left behind in many regards, lost. Those in charge, those with power, they let you fester here, unnoticed. And that's not right. So the least I can do is, is set some of it on the right course and take your voices to them. I think that's what I'm good at. Albeit I stumble along the way. Nikau turns. I I think that's desperately needed right now. Thank you. S story writes down in a book. Nikal, your accents changed. 
trauma? Question. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> desperately needed right now. <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing and trying not to. May I suggest um, chocolate cake? <laughs> and then it dawns Can I on just her... albuterol. <laughs> yeah, that yes, too. that would be That'd lovely. Be and then it dawns on on story. The gilded pig might have been attacked. I actually wrote up a blurb about the gilded pig for this. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, nah. No, it's fine. No, no. <laughs> she's going to, as soon as, like, the serious stuff is over, she's going to be like, I'm going to go look for, like, supplies or something and go and go make sure the gilded pig is okay. No. Anything else? Uh, Quill would ask Nikau, would you mind kind of going about as you do? You seem very talented in stirring people to get moving, to, to just announce that, honestly, having a discussion in front of the sheriff's office seems foolhardy. So how about we choose a venue people like more, um, that weird kitschy restaurant. We had to bring it back to the Gilded Pig. No, okay. No, <laughs> Unless, uh, is, is there like a square or some place people would want to go to? Story puts her hands in his face <laughs> and writes down Gilded Pig. Only option. Only Everything option. else is burned. Everything else Sorry. is burned. To the ground. <laughs> it goes like, I swear that Rava saw other buildings. Nope. 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 Rava was mistaken. No. It's the only thing left standing. <laughs> <clears throat> Story will put together, you know, what food we have, what, you know, I have, we have these little water things. We should probably go around and see what we can find for people, find See if more people have healing, more people have supplies. Um, while Quill is doing the political stuff, um, Story will say maybe I can take a couple people. I, I, like, we have this cart and this horse. That's an incredible uh, boon right now. And see if we can get supplies to people, get sick people where they need to go, hurt injured people where they need to be. So as you start to bustle about with these different activities, Nikau starts strumming his instrument again and walking amongst the injured. And again, this gentle melody starts to fill up the room and you get these impressions of crisp, clean, cool air. Mountain breezes. And story, give me a perception check. 14. And then Quill, can you give me a perception check with advantage? 20. Okay. So story... You are very overwhelmed by all of the hustle and bustle going on around you. 
but you think you might have heard this song before in a tavern? Something about a dragon. You're not entirely sure. Quill, this really quiet chiming noise you can hear, and it sounds really familiar. Like something you would have heard recently in this town is coming from the room that you guys have been staying in. And then it hits you. It's the same tinkle from the jewelry shop. And that's where we're going to end our episode. (laughs) I love the what? Love it. That means I've done my job. No, I wanted to do like I wanted to do a big speech. But that's so good. We can do th- we could do that next. Yeah, time. we can do the big there's, there's still time. You're still stuck in Ragoon. Yeah, we're still there. <laughs> we're still here. You guys were gonna leave this episode. We're just trying. Yeah. And then I had to shift things a little bit. It's fine. Honestly, though, the story wouldn't have left these people that housed her and taught her things, and like, there's loyalty these people she wouldn't have left until every lot of need yep yeah Yeah. and and quill so well fuck i don't want to i don't want to say in episode thing that's that's going to be out of there's going to be that i'm making a decision that's not going to be smart game wise (laughs) (laughs) but it's going to be on course for like what uh this character arc is becoming uh, she is going to avoid all of the politics. <laughs> as he's talking yeah. about, as I can help and blah, blah, blah. She's going, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. Because uh, she doesn't. She's not known. It's a whole thing. Rogues and assassins and not thieves. Not to be in the spotlight. Don't really yeah. want to be well known. Uh that's why she started busying herself. She go, oh, oh no, too many people are paying attention to this. We're good. We're good. So, before we get too far, let's wrap up stream. So, just to wrap the episode up, uh, thank you to everyone listening to In Absentia, episode 38, the time we almost left Ragoon. We never did our full intro, did we? Didn't. We didn't. Just forget about it. That's fine. That's no biggie. We can always splice that in, right, John? You've got that audio clip. I've got it somewhere. I'll send it to you. It's fine. Appreciate your patience with us tonight. As my voice still sounds really cruddy, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of (gasps) stuff that John will have to edit out later. But we're doing better. All of us are hopefully on the mend every Monday. Make sure you look for In Absentia on whatever podcast app you listen to, or you can go to our website and listen to it in the browser if you didn't know that. And while you're there, if you really want to help us out, click the donate button, send a little cheddar our way. On that note, unless anyone has anything else they want to plug, make sure that right now you're taking care of yourselves. I encourage everyone to do that, especially in light of my personal stuff that's been going on with my health. 
um, and all of our healths that have been all over the freaking place for the last four months. Right now, there's a lot going on in the world. If you have extra money to throw around, obviously, we would love, you know, a we we would love like a, your bits, your subscriptions or whatever. But honestly, there are people that need it more than us. If you can find it in your heart to donate to a worthy cause, do so. Like people need it. Just make sure you do your research first. Make sure it's something that you care about, that you're passionate about, and that there's a real need for. Uh, I was gonna say, go, go donate to uh, the girl that that senator fat shamed and now has raised a bunch of money for uh, abortion access. Go go donate more money to her. I will vouch for her. Yeah. I don't care. Go give her more money. Yeah, there's just, I mean, John. Every stream we've just been saying it. There's so much going on right now. And there's so much need out there. Um, so if you're down to that wire and you're thinking, oh, do I want to subscribe? Do I want to donate to Uber Geek Media? We would rather that that money go somewhere where it really needs to go as much as we would really like money. There's more important things. So do that. Do we want to tell these nice people who we are? I guess. I mean... Really? That's in post-editing, John? Um, <laughs> on that note, tonight, I've been Steve, the GM, and joining me was, as always, John. Hi, I'm John. Post-editing sucks. I played Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. And also joining me tonight... Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I played Story, and I greatly enjoyed all of the fireworks at John's house. And really, we enjoy them at John's expense. We do. We're so <laughs> nice to our friends. Oh my god. Because I know John would giggle just as much if it were my editing week, so... <laughs> no, because I would edit my track before I sent it to you like a good person. <laughs>